there's a whole world of opportunities beyond stocks and bonds, and they come in all shapes and sizes. And just because it's different doesn't mean it's necessarily risky. And so much of what we do is is much more on the conservative end, right? Around principal protection and cash flow. Welcome to the Financial Commute, a weekly podcast that gives you the rundown on what's going on in the current market, how it affects you, and what you can do about it, all designed to fit into your commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, and each week I share the table with a knowledgeable guest, including Morton Wealth Advisors, fund managers, and investment analysts, to break down complex financial topics. Our goal is to provide you with the tools to help you navigate any market environment, leading to a path of more confident investing. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Financial Commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, joined by CEO Jeff Sardi. Hey, Chris. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, not only about our investment philosophy and kind of why we do things mm-hmm. the way that we do, because at times it can feel a lot different than the rest of our peers or, sure. or, or the industry, but I'm more excited to talk about the investor symposium that we have coming up on October 12th. Yeah. And it got me thinking about one of the main problems in this industry is the fact that most advisors are using traditional stocks and bonds to help meet a client's, you know, portfolio management needs. Um, But clients are wanting so much more than that. They're wanting, you know, good advice around, you know, how do I generate income and do I need long-term care and how do I set up my estate plan and take care of my kids and is it okay to buy this house? And beyond just the planning conversations, they're also wanting to have different conversations around investment. Yeah. And when I think about this lineup uh, for the Im- investor symposium that we have coming up, it blows me away how much we do outside the traditional stocks and bonds and mutual funds for clients. We do a ton. We do a ton. And it's it's because it's been many years in the making, right? I mean, this is something we've been doing back now, well before you and me. I mean, going back several decades. So yeah, we have a lot of history in it. It's something we're passionate about. In many ways, we think really one of the only ones that are doing this. And the reason we're doing it is because we believe in this challenging stock and bond environment. We have to. We have to look for other opportunities to generate income and build resilient portfolios. But even even if it wasn't a challenging environment Mm -hmm. for stocks and bonds, as a fiduciary... Are we doing the best job we can for our clients by ignoring everything that's not a stock or a bond and saying, no, we can't or shouldn't invest in that because that's not what our industry tells us to do? I'm glad you hit on that because a lot of the messaging that Megan Pinchuk, our CIO, and I, we talk a lot about our concerns with the world and why we're investing in alternatives to protect against those risks. But you hit on a key point as well. There's just so many other opportunities from an optimistic point of view. I mean, just always interesting opportunities. The world's always changing. We're always changing as a result. So yeah, I mean, it would just be, frankly, be boring if we were only looking at stocks and bonds. And I think that that's what's interesting to me about being here. And I've spent time other places that, you know, traditionally used, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, some form or structure of private equity or real estate, but it's not in quite the same degree that, that we're doing here at Morton. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel wrong. It didn't feel bad. But being here, I get to learn so much about things that we do, things that we don't do, and why we say no, but why it might be interesting. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to, to talk about some of those unique. 
It is. It is. Within the four walls here, it's an exciting atmosphere because there's so much creativity. Uh, we're always looking at new things. And listen, obviously, most of them don't pass the test. And we we don't move forward with a lot of these investments. But just the nature of always being seeking new opportunities, it's, as you said, just a very intellectually stimulating environment to be a part of. You know, yeah. We're going to get into the investor symposium here in one question, okay. but a question that we get a lot from clients and prospects and people is why do you guys invest outside of stocks and bonds, but the rest of the industry kind of just sticks with their normal investments? Uh, why? Why is it in our DNA? Why is it in our DNA? Um, the simple answer is, and it's one of our key tenants, as you know, true diversification Everything we were taught, our whole industry was taught the tenets of diversification, right? You, you should be invested in a handful of stocks, not just one. You should be invested in stocks and bonds, not just stocks or bonds. The problem, though, with the industry is they stop there. And the challenge with that limited approach of, let's say, having a diversified pool of stocks and some bonds is, yes, it will that will feel diversified in most environments. But when you really, truly need diversification... Years like 2022, last year when the markets, everything falls apart, 2008, that, those simple diversification rules won't, don't quite cut it. And that's why we're just so passionate about finding other opportunities that'll just march to the beat of a different drum. Yeah. So that's really one of the main reasons. That That is by far one of the main reasons. I mm -hmm. think another barrier to entry for a lot of other firms mm -hmm. is it, it takes a lot of people power oh, yeah. to operate a business that manages investments that are both in the traditional sense and then the private structure as well. I mean, as you know, I and mean, we have a whole team here, a, whole, a team in various departments from research through administration, compliance, you name it. That's just a lot more manpower than a typical firm of our size would have. Because like you said, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, one other aspect related to that is a lot of firms intentionally don't really want to move very aggressively into the alternative landscape is because in many ways, you're really not paid to look differently. Um, there's safety in just sticking to stocks and bonds because that's what our industry does. And listen, our industry is doing great across the board, right? It's uh, People tend to stick with their advisors, even if they're only in stocks and bonds. So many firms are not really incentivized to stick their neck out there and, and they don't have the willingness to look different. Yeah. Obviously, we take a very different approach. We're more than willing to look different if we believe the types of solutions we're searching for are in the client's best interest. Yeah, definitely. And and that rings true. I mean, just we, we've got the Investor Symposium coming up mm -hmm. October 12th. It's going to be a long day from 1030 in the morning till a little bit after three o'clock in the afternoon. And cocktails after um, that. And cocktails and appetizers after that. Yep. And when I look at, we're going to have a couple different stages. Mm-hmm. One that's focused on investments and one that's um, focused around areas of financial planning or different topics there. Just the investment stage alone from, you know, attractive returns through creative private lending to real estate lending to the real estate market to dividend paying stocks. We're even going to have Nick Batia come back on and talk about, you know, Bitcoin and crypto. Um, We're going to have a session on AI. A session on AI. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It, uh, it's pretty exciting to be able to have experts come talk to us and our clients about why this is valuable and how we're, how we're protected. One, one aspect that you hit on of why I'm so excited for the symposium is it's a forum for our clients to meet 
these advisors that we're so passionate about, these, these investment advisors, face-to-face. It's one thing to hear the stories from us and Megan and Sasan and the rest of the investment team, but it's another thing. I mean, these, these investment advisors are real estate partners or private lending partners, et cetera. They're really impressive individuals. So I'm just really excited, again, for our clients to be able to hear directly from these advisors themselves. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to share about the Investor Symposium itself? Yeah. So on the flip side, you mentioned the investment side. The other side, I think we're going to call it the couch side conversations. I think it'll be really lively. It'll be, in essence, two people having a discussion across a variety of financial planning topics, anything from tax to insurance. But there's some really other off the beaten path topics. It's things like teaching financial literacy to your kids. So I think Kevin uh, Rex, one of our advisors, is going to be teaching that, that. There's another session, I think we're titling it the Battle of the Spouses. Yeah, Battle of the Spouses Financial Industry. So that's going to be one of our advisors, Bo, with his wife, and they're going to be having standard discussions that we all have with our spouses. Hopefully there's a lot of agreement, but obviously probably some tensions between spouses on what you agree with with regards to your finances versus what you disagree with. So I think that should be a lively uh, interactive debate as well. So. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of really interesting couchside conversations. I don't disagree. I mean, even in my household, I feel like we're on the same page an awful lot around yeah. money. Um, but then there's a couple of scenarios where we're not. You know, I mean, my wife is right. We should probably take a few more vacations and enjoy yeah. a little bit more today. Um, you don't know what the, what the future is going to hold. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned taxes. We've got boost your business and save on taxes. Mm-hmm. The modern investor dilemma complexities of the sandwich the, the the sandwich generation the sandwich generation so that's an interesting interesting one i'm actually going to be participating in that one it's navigating being sandwiched between taking care of your kids navigating their schooling carpooling them to schools etc but then potentially also working and dealing with your aging parents and being sandwiched in between those two responsibilities yeah these are some these are some great topics yeah. i'm really excited about the format um so it's going to be at the Westlake Village Inn? Westlake Village Inn on October 12th, yeah. Perfect. And just going back to kind of ourselves in the industry, mm-hmm. um, dealing with alternatives, normally people kind of hear that word and they have a reaction to, oh, I've experienced that, someone in my family or myself, or I have invested outside of stocks and bonds, maybe real estate and the, the alternatives. And that's one reaction. And sure. some hear the word alternative and go, oh, wow, that." That sounds risky because I don't hear it in the news as often as I hear stocks and bonds. And so your definition of an alternative is? My definition of an alternative, it's a broad term, but it really is anything other than stocks and bonds. And the wonderful part about that simplistic uh, definition is there's a whole world of opportunities beyond stocks and bonds, and they come in all shapes and sizes. And just because it's different doesn't mean it's necessarily risky. And so much of what we do is is much more on the conservative end, right, around principal protection and cash flow. And so, I mean, again, as you hit on it earlier in the discussion, there's just a breadth of opportunities beyond stocks and bonds. I know it's a broad term. It means a lot of things, but that's that's what we got to, we got to search through uh, the needle in the haystack to find those special opportunities. And look, many of those things outside of traditional stock and bond are things that we do and touch and feel every day, whether it's physical real estate, or, you know, going over to, to the lake and, you know, getting a boat from the boat marina, right? It, it, it's, 
vending machines, mm-hmm. it's car washes, it's an it's even businesses that we work and deal with or own on a day-to-day basis. And it's investing in all of those different types of avenues. I'm glad you gave even some of those simple examples because in so many ways, the opportunities that we're attracted to are really actually fairly easy to understand. I know we're all drawn to stocks, particularly because they're familiar to us. But again, we've hit on this theme in, in prior conversations. The ability to understand a piece of real estate in an apartment building we actually find that a lot more manageable than to understand a company as complex as Amazon or Apple, which has facilities all over the globe and currency. So the supply chain, I mean, yeah. the complexities are enormous. So. Without a doubt, it is. It, it's crazy how difficult you can make investing and how simple you can as well. I mean, even just in real estate. It's in the headlines lately saying, oh, you know, real estate's in for, you know, a lot of trouble with rising interest rates. And, you know, that's the case in certain sectors in real estate, but not others. You know, um, storage or multifamily might do pretty well and um, commercial or or office could struggle. But, you know, you can't paint everything with a broad brush. Real estate's a great example, right? Just like stocks come in all shapes and sizes, you could have different sectors from healthcare to technology to financials with stocks, same with real estate. You hit on it. Office is going to behave very differently than retail, is going to behave very differently than apartment buildings. And that's our expertise to really navigate through those various asset classes. This is going to be fun. So save your calendar, save the date for October 12th. Formal invites should go out next week. I think so. I think in the coming week. It's going to have a long day, but it's it's meant to be a day where people can pop in and pop out of certain se- sessions that we're going to have with our other advisors and fund managers and look forward to seeing everybody there. Thanks, Krista. Thank you for joining us. And we hope this episode has provided you with a roadmap to feel more confident as an investor. To receive notifications about weekly episodes, email us at financialcommute at mortonwealth.com.